Glover standing by right now is the one and the only Sean Mooney. Who? Are you laughing, Sean? Leroy was different. He actually one time tried to shoot me. Mooney, everybody's got a price for the million dollar man. Did you just laugh, Sean? I get off the track here all the time. I think it would take probably $100,000 at least to bring us in for the Hall of Fame. I don't even have a computer in my house. I don't even have a smartphone, none of that stuff. Somebody calls me and says, Jim, here's your email by phone delivery. I, I gave this lady a note. It says, do you like me, yes or no? And she wrote in, maybe. I knew something was wrong then because... Uh, just the aura and the vibe. I can remember one of the ER people walking out, meeting me, and giving me the news. They got my shirt off, they got my jacket off, but the tie got knotted, and they just didn't take the tie off. So I'm laying there with my tie, and he saw an opportunity, and he just came up and, uh, you know, kind of got on my back and uh, strangled me with the tie. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this special bonus edition of Primetime with Sean Mooney. Uh, I just arrived back in Arizona, and so much in my head after what took place over the past uh, four days, I just had to get it out. And I spoke with our producer, Casey Jerome Beck, and also Evan Polisher, who handles all of our social media. And uh, they suggested, dude, you, you got to get out. Uh, you got to talk to everybody. You got to let them know what happened this weekend. They don't want to wait till Wednesday. So that's why we did this, and, and, and we wanted to put this up right away. Uh, I don't even know where to begin guys. Uh, I really don't. It, it, it was uh, a phenomenal last few days, and I'm going to try and capture some of it for you. Uh, this began months and months and months ago when Conrad Thompson sent me an email when he was just starting to put this together. And uh, if you listen to the episode that dropped last Wednesday, you heard the explanation from Conrad how this all started at a luggage carousel in Atlanta when he uh, ran into Cody and then they started texting back and forth, and this took off. And he sent me an email and said, I'm putting together this podcast convention that I've wanted to do for a long time. Uh, are you interested? And I took about a half a second uh, as fast as I could type and said, hell yeah, whatever you're doing, I'm in. And what it became, I don't think any of us could have possibly imagined what just took place in Schaumburg, Illinois, just outside of Chicago. And you know, when I, I say old school, I'm talking about guys from my era, the 80s and 90s, and even before there were guys that were uh, there, uh, and uh, just a lot of respect uh, going on between uh, the the old school and, and new school guys. And some of the guys I got to see uh, was Scott Hall, I had a little conversation with him. He's doing well. That's good, right? And uh, we love to hear that. Um, we're going to get him on. I had, I, I got his number and, uh, we talked a little bit, so, uh, I'm still working on getting Scott, but you know, other people, uh, you know, of course, Jeff Jarrett was there. Uh, he's good buds with Bruce and of course, Conrad, but, uh, DDP diamond Dallas page was there doing DDP Y as he likes to call it now DDP yoga, but there he's, he said they're calling it now DDP Y, um, Eric Bischoff, well, we, we, uh, he's all over the place, but Lex Luger was there. It was uh, great to see him again, uh, one of my favorites now. Um, uh, he's doing well. Also, this was a big surprise. Haku was there, or Meng, uh, other people know him. And <laughs> that guy, and I know he still gets in the ring, but he, he still – uh, you, he still he has that aura of danger about him. <laughs> I said, hi, how you doing? Great to see you. Love to get you on. Uh, Earl Hebner was, as you know, was the uh, referee. 
uh, in that match between Aldis and, and Cody Rhodes, which was fantastic. Uh, but just really cool to see these people. Arn Anderson, uh, Tully Blanchard was there. And, and then we, of course, had uh, these new guys. And they, uh, you know, overall, it was just it was just a great experience. And what a collection. And as I said, when this first started, um, you know, Conrad just invited people. And then they just, next thing you know, the, the, this person's going to be there. This person's going to be there. This person's going to be there. Uh just great. And, and, and I'm telling you, some of these new guys, you're going to be hearing a lot about them. And um, they had a, a green room there. And to, to, to really just kind of to capture it for you, I mean, imagine many of the names I just mentioned, everybody in a room and just talking about the business and just having a great time. Uh, and that's that's what this was. It was this organic uh, event events, I should say that just started and just kept growing and growing. And they kept adding people. They started this, as you know, with, uh, you know, Cody announcing this and the young bucks without a card and it sold out in less than a half an hour. That tells you something about what's happening. Not just that wrestling fans are just, are they're ready for something to happen or we're ready for something to happen for this shift to take place in professional wrestling. And I'll tell you, after what I witnessed last night, it's happened. Where it goes from here, I don't know, but uh, it, it, it it's happening. And uh, just to share a few of the experiences I had um, meeting a lot of these guys. And guys, uh, I, I'm telling you, I, I don't honestly expect uh, people to know who I am, uh, especially from this new era. But I I couldn't believe it. These guys coming up to me, and saying, hey, Sean Mooney, I, uh, they weren't even old enough. I can't even imagine they were old enough to see it, but they've, they've uh, had it passed down from their fathers, um, the WWE Network. And I just came away with you know, people like I mentioned, uh, you know, Marty and Nick and uh, you know, Kenny Omega. They just have an incredible respect for the business. And that's why I came away from this weekend with such optimism about what's happening. It seemed as though professional wrestling started to take a dive. And uh, with just a lot of these organizations putting together bad product, uh, the WWE not really having good storylines that people were enjoying, getting you know tired, a lot of these uh, talents not happy uh, with uh, their situations. And really, someone like Cody Rhodes taking the chance. I mean, think about it. Uh, Cody is a legacy, really. He could have, uh, not that he's not talented, don't don't take that at all that way, but he, from his connection to the professional wrestling world because of his father, and uh, when he was in the WWE, he could have ridden that out for a while. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but that's not the road he wanted to travel. He wanted to, to carve his own path. And by God, that kid has done it. And I it was so impressed by him. This is the first time I've really been around Cody and just the way he handled things. And I have to imagine there's all this pressure, not to mention he had this big match taking place um, Saturday night. But then he's organizing this gigantic event that's taking place along with the Young Bucks. And he never flinched. And he was always in a tremendous mood and had time. I, I, there was a big hallway there that they had with all the tables that, with, that were set up for people to do signings and. I was 
going down there to go back to the green room. And he was ahead of me with, with Brandy and they were headed that way. But all along the way, he's stopping and talking to people and having a good time. And, and, and people have told me, told me this about him before. It's not that he's just that he's personable, but he takes in what these folks are giving him. Uh, he's listening to what they're saying about the product. And, uh, that's why these guys say it's working because they listen and, uh, they have this connection where they know what these people want. They're fans themselves. Uh, Conrad, who helped organize the, I shouldn't say helped, I mean, organized StarCast, uh, which I want to talk a little bit more about too, was just incredible how the atmosphere there, I just have to tell you, was just awesome. And you know, I, I, I did a lot of WWE events. It, there was the, always a different feel about it. It was corporate. It got to the point where it was very corporate and there was this big separation. Uh, I don't know what will happen if this keeps getting bigger and bigger, but right now, uh, it couldn't be better. The, the, between the fans and, and everybody's just walking around there, you, you know, it wasn't, there was no separate, you know, of course they had a green room. They're not pe letting people come in there, but the guys were out there just talking to people and having these conversations. And I know that those, autograph lines move very slowly because they were so engaged with all of the people that were doing the signings. It was just a, a great atmosphere. And then surrounding all of this were the, the shows. Now, Conrad is like a little kid when it comes to this stuff. And of course, listen to a lot of people, but uh, he just envisioned things of what would I want to see? Because he is a super fan. You ask him what it really comes down to that he is just a wrestling fan. And he means that folks, that is not, uh, that, that is Conrad Thompson. And he, uh, organized these events where they, you know, it was a dream for a lot of people. They had, you know, these events that took place and, uh, you know, for example, uh, you know, it started on Thursday, the 30th and, uh, you know, they started off, they had the Monday night war debate between uh, Eric Bischoff and Bruce Pritchard. Conrad was the moderator, but they had you know, these two guys up there and you know, going back and forth and going at it, and it was certainly entertaining to see that. But the fans were involved as much too, which was really cool to see. And then I also stepped into the room with uh, Marty Skrull, and he, you know, he does this, they had this elite karaoke. And he comes in there and they have this room, and if I know there's some of you listening may have uh, been around for one of these because he he doesn't doesn't claim to be a great singer but, but he is an incredible entertainer and he gets up and he comes in and he sings sexy boy uh sean michaels theme and uh be, you know before the other ones he had but uh the, it just brought the house down it wasn't because of his pipes it wasn't his this great singing voice it's just that he was so engaged in it and people are singing with him and uh it was it was just a blast uh, Bachamania was there. They put up the, you know, the bad clips. Um, I, I can go on and on. I think there was, when you totaled them all up, there was almost 40 of these things and what happened when with Tony and, uh, Tony Schiavone and also, uh, Conrad and they had Tommy Young, uh, came on and, uh, all, they had Scott Steiner, you know, what's going on. If you know what's happening with that show and, uh, Conrad. So you, and you had all of these cameos. That's one thing you never knew what was going to happen in these shows or who was just going to show up because nobody knew, uh, if they did, they kept it pretty kayfabe, but, uh, that was awesome. And Jeff Jarrett had his, uh, 
uh, TNT, Total Nonstop Jarrett, or TNJ, I should say. Um, but it was just, uh, you know, the war games retrospective with the uh, uh, with J.J. Dillon and uh, Tully Blanchard, Lex Luger, uh, Joe Laurinaitis, uh, Animal was there. Um, and then I have to, and then the roast, oh my God. You know, they had the roast of Bruce Pritchard, which was, if, if you, I don't know how many of you uh, were there. Uh, I know that some of you were, but also if you got it on fight TV, you probably even had a better, uh, better viewpoint because you could switch between all these shows and watch them when you want to. Uh, the roast was crazy. And it wasn't because the people up on the stage, they had Brutus up there, Medusa, Pat Patterson, uh, you know, uh, Jeff Jarrett, and of course, Bruce and, uh, you know, that would, uh, uh, Jerry Briscoe, um, but the comedians <laughs> were just filthy. Uh, it, they, it, it was just, uh, and I mean filthy by just drop dead funny. Uh, the, the lines they had, and some of them you're, going, you're just going, oh my God. So uh, tune into that one. But I have to tell you about my experience with uh, the special edition of Primetime with Sean Mooney uh, behind the themes. Um, I've been talking about this for weeks now. You guys, uh, have heard me uh, kind of go into detail about what it took to get Jim Johnston to show up in Chicago. It was not an easy task. And um, I had no idea. I have a text that Jim sent me, and he's been a wreck about this because, as I've mentioned, that he is very um, ill at ease in front of crowds. You wouldn't, he's not a performer. He's a, he's a composer. Um, and the few times that he did ever perform with the WWE, he said that, the only reason he could do it, the only way he could do it, is if there was a large, massive crowd, for one thing, and if he was playing with a big band, then he could do that uh, kind of thing. But um, other than that, he's just no way. And here he's thinking that he's going to be in this room. He has no idea how many people are going to show up. He sent me a text. I, I should read it to you. But he said, uh, in effect, uh, do you think more than five people will show up for this? And I, I'm not kidding you. That's what he thought. Well, we had uh, well over 100 people uh, show up in the, uh, for this. And uh, there was all kinds of things going on. People had many, many choices. Um, but they, they showed up for this. And I'm telling you, it was just incredible. It was so much fun. And Jim, uh, I think it immediately started with the reception and the way we, rest uh, with his reception there. But the way we, the way we started this is that although the, the timing was a little bit off, they didn't hit it the way I wanted to do it. But we start with, I, I introduced that this special edition of primetime with Sean Mooney behind the themes. And they were supposed to hit boom hard with rest in peace. You're supposed to hear the bong, bong. Well, there was a little bit of a delay there, but it did come off and they lowered the lights. So it was dark. And, and then I, you know, the timing of it. And I said, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the man behind the themes, Jim Johnston, the place erupted. People were doing the, you know, bowing to him. And, uh, it was, it was just great. And, uh, I, he, the, the look on his face was just amazing because he was just going, what the hell? I mean, really? And, um, they, they listen to his every word. And Jim has no idea when he tells these stories uh, how much they love hearing this, how he composed these uh, 
these great themes, how they came into his head, how he was just struggling. He talked about when he was doing uh, Rest in Peace for The Undertaker that nothing worked. He you know, got on the guitar first and he was playing all kinds of crazy things and dead marches and all these things and nothing worked. And then he said he sat down on the piano and he was kind of tinkling with it. And he said, boom, then it happened. And so, you know, he got up and he's on the keyboard playing this for people and just looking at at this, you know, the, the, not a, uh, a peep, just they're just riveted by him telling these stories. And as we got further and further into it, Jim got into it. And he was getting up and playing and, you know, everything. And uh, as I mentioned, remember I said we probably started with 25 of these and I kept trying to whittle it down in our conversations. I got it down to about 15. And so I figured if we could get 10, that would be great. And I had about five backups in case, you know, things moved along or whatever. Well, we got uh, about 10 of them in. Um, But one of the highlights for me is that um, was – with my baby tonight, and I started with, uh, you know, spend my days working hard on the go. And uh, I put it out to the crowd, and they start singing. Well, Bruce Pritchard was in the crowd, and we kind of worked on this a little bit. But uh, he, he had a microphone. He said, no, 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 man. That's not how you do it. And Bruce came up on stage, and we get, you know got to talk about all of uh, With My Baby Tonight and uh, the fact that that song – was uh, that J- Jim wrote to his wife, and uh, and then uh, Jeff Jarrett comes up, and it was it was just so much fun. People just had a blast. They sang, they sang the song, and then we of course played it. But uh, and then we did. I think what really really uh, blew uh, Jim away, uh, not only just the whole uh, performance, I mean the whole thing, but afterwards we had a meet and greet that followed right after the show. And uh, there was a line out the door to uh, come up and, uh, you know, get uh, they made this really cool poster. Uh, that's uh, one of the artists. I wish I would have found out who he was, but he made this really awesome poster of Jim and all these superstars surrounding him. And uh, we got we signed pictures and took, uh, uh, you know, signed pictures and he signed the posters. I signed pictures and then we did pictures with everybody. But I'm telling you, everybody that came up had a story or, or something to tell Jim, thanking him for his music. Uh, one guy said, I started playing the guitar because of you. Uh, another guy said that uh, his mother had cancer and that uh, this is what helped him through that. Uh, the music he had it on and he would play over and over again. A guy talked about he's still to this day. That's how what he works out with. Uh, just story after story. It was just so heart, heartwarming. And... Um, uh, Jim's wife was shooting it all on uh, with her phone, and, and you could just see uh, just her looking and, see, and, and seeing what this is doing to Jim because, guys, he had no idea. I don't think he's ever been in a situation where people had the opportunity to tell him or he'd never heard really what that music meant to him or meant to them. And uh, he, when we, when we uh, wrapped it up, uh, he came over and hugged me and said, thank you for making me do this. And I've been sending him, uh, Twitter blew up. I don't know if you've looked at the, the Twitter feeds, but Twitter blew up. They called it the uh, sleeper uh, live show of StarCast. And, um, you know, the people that were there were really totally into it. And, um, and I told Jim, he was worried, what if they heckle me? <laughs> like, like, Jim, they're not going to come in this room 
the, the people that are coming to this show are there because they love your music and they want to hear about it. And that's really what it came down to. So that was, I'm telling you, I've done a lot of things. You know, my career is uh, stretched out for a number of decades. That's uh, right up there near the top. I'm, I am not kidding you. This weekend was just uh, tremendous. Um, uh, as I mentioned, I, I really love these new guys. Uh, the ones I got to meet and be around um, were just tremendous. And uh, I had a chance to uh, speak with uh, Nick Aldis, uh, who was going into this event, the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. I had a chance to do an interview with him for All In, which was fun. Uh, but I also had a, uh, an opportunity to have a conversation with him about what's going on with professional wrestling and how uh, what's happening right now is giving these guys a brand new opportunity in this business. Take a listen. All right, folks, uh, getting a chance here to uh, speak with the uh, NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. Uh, we're at an event here in Chicago that is just blown up. It's amazing. Uh, before we get into what's happening with this event really happening tomorrow night, what do you see happening with uh, the independent world of wrestling and, and how it is uh, really giving uh, wrestlers a whole new way to control their destiny? I think that it, it's... Uh it's is a word I've used a lot to describe it, which is serendipity, and I think that there's a, a reason why the NWA World's Championship is being defended at this event, and I think that because in in many ways it sort of represents where we're at as far as the the the, the, the wrestling world outside of the WWE, which is that almost what we attempted to do from the very beginning was reinforce some of those old school principles but with a modern delivery system so with the the 10 pounds of gold series and stuff like that and it and it just it worked in a in a, you know synergistically with what cody and the bucks and all these guys were doing by building their audience and and putting content out immediately that people can see and follow and gravitate to and i think it's just a, a way now that there's we're able to reach our audience you know we don't need we don't need a, a big company we don't need all we don't need a, a ton of funding you can with with a bit of imagination and with some you know with effort like the effort that dave lagana does to shoot and edit these videos and put them out we can reach and build an audience and then what cody and i have proved is that by taking our time but using a modern delivery system we can generate huge interest in a one-on-one -on -one world title match in that old-fashioned way where it's we haven't even touched it's all just anticipation, anticipation for when we finally lock horns tomorrow night, and it's sold out, and it's going to do a good pay-per-view number, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. But it is kind of a simple concept, which I think a lot of the big organizations, and of course, we're, you know the one we're talking about specifically, mm -hmm. that I remember back when this was all beginning, and the company, you know, the WWF at the time, was yeah. very small, and there was that real connection. It seems like a simple concept, but it, it seems like it's getting back to that now. Yeah, I the think... the fans are really connected. Exactly. And I think that we're able to, we, we look at everything as what can we do that perhaps they're not necessarily able to do based on their requirements as a, as a, as a huge conglomerate. To, you know, they have to answer to the shareholders. They have to meet advertisers' you know, requirements. They have to put out a certain amount of content. We don't, we're not beholden to any standards like that. So we can just focus on quality and we can go, hey, you know what? This week, 
we feel like we need to put out three videos and then next week we may, we may put out none you know it just depends on what's required at that time and by the, the the advent of you know having subscribers and with that online viewing habit now it goes out and immediately people can watch it on their phone on their tv on their you know on their tablet wherever they want and it's and it's real and it's a connection it's not this it's it, it's not a, a manufactured it whatever we put out we put out for a reason and i think that when it's all about to me it's about trust it's about developing a trust with the audience where when you put something out they know that it's going to deliver something that they want and it's going to build to something that they are willing in this case willing to pay to see yeah and, and you guys are really your own companies now with like, these opportunities with the merchandise yeah. and being able to put your product out there it really really as i mentioned we started this, yeah you get to control what you want to do it's not someone else telling you yeah and i think that as as well because there are a number of us now who we all respect each other you know the, the Cody and the and the Bucks and Marty I mean Marty and I have been friends since we were teenagers we came up in the business together Billy's doing something different with the NWA but Cody sees it and enjoys it and it gets his attention we like what they're doing so we you know and and, and we just there isn't this silly sort of territorial kind of, well, he doesn't work for this company, so we can't do that. We just went, wouldn't it be cool if he got to challenge for the NWA world title? You know, well, he's on, well, he works for Ring of Honor. Okay, so let's talk to Ring of Honor and see if we can make it work. And they said, yeah, let's make it work. It's really, it's not rocket science. It's just, it's just people who have the courage and the, and the confidence in what they're doing and not, and not being insecure about what someone else is doing and going well let's see what we can do together and make it work for all of us and that's i always believe that that creates the best content and that's really what it was back in the day it was you know so and it's and that's and it's like i've said before it's the prize fight approach to pro wrestling which is a promotion in the true sense of the word is really just a group of people who are responsible for promoting about with a certain person. It's not a, a company with rings and a TV show and a roster of wrestlers. A promotion is just someone who promotes about. So we just got with another promotion and said, hey, would your guy like to challenge our guy for the world championship? Sure, okay, let's make it work. And that's it. Well, congratulations on uh, what you've done here and, oh, and that you. you've been a part of it in the match. And who knows where this is going to go. But Nick, all this, thank you so much. Thank you, Sean. It's a pleasure. I can't tell you enough how impressed I was with Nick Aldis and other people like Marty Skrull, uh, uh, who I, folks, I think we're going to have him on this week coming up, and I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but uh, these other people that I've got to meet, the Young Bucks, uh, they all came over. Of course, Cody was fantastic. And uh, just to kind of sum it up, they they had a weigh-in, which is outrageous. I mean, why are they having a weigh-in for the heavyweight championship? But... They did, and it was uh, it was very cool. Um, but there was one point as uh, they were getting ready to go out for the weigh-in, and Cody stands up. He's up on a chair, and they're going over how this is all going to go down. What what uh, the the line of events? So who's going to come out? What's going to happen? You know, and uh, it was just fun. They, they it wasn't there, you know. And he says, "You go out, say whatever you want," I, you know. And it was a lot of laughing and uh you know there, there was this no, none of this nervous tension there or geez i gotta hit my mark and they went out there and, and it's they just killed it and of course it was all leading up to this all-in event which if you saw it i think that uh, you really enjoyed it um 
it was uh, a lot of a lot of fun to watch. And really, uh, as I mentioned, I really see a shift. I don't know where it will go from here. I don't know if these guys are up for doing more events like we saw, but uh, it was it was just incredible. And uh, I had a chance to catch up to Justin Roberts, who was the ring announcer for All In, because I wanted to really get a perspective of somebody who was right there, who was in the middle of that atmosphere um, and and could tell us really what the feeling was. And he's spent a lot of time in arenas at events, live events all over the world. If anybody would know, Justin Roberts would. And here's a conversation. I caught him on the run. He was in his car. So bear with us on the audio. It probably wasn't the greatest, but I wanted you to hear it firsthand from somebody who was right there in the middle of it all. We were just enamored by how technology has changed over the years. Here we are. Uh, less than uh, 24 hours ago, uh, I was uh, with Justin Roberts, who is the uh, uh, you know the renowned ring announcer for the uh, WWE, and and now he was uh, just in the ring at All In, one of the biggest events that I've uh, ever had uh, the chance to be a part of. Although I was uh, kind of indirectly a small part, but Justin, I know you're in the car right now, dude. I wanted to catch up with you quickly and uh, get your take on this tremendous event. Uh, that happened this weekend. I think we all know there's been a shift in the world of professional wrestling. Would you say that? 100%. I mean, this weekend not only felt incredible, but was incredible. Just the the response that it got from the entire wrestling world, and you felt it being in Chicago and being around the fans who came up during the event, after the event, got to talk to so many different people one-on-one, But at the same time, just standing in the middle of that arena on Saturday night and the response was just the the fans were so appreciative and so respectful all night. And they got uh, an incredible show. I mean, from start to finish, it was entertaining. It was what fans would want to see. And uh, it just, the response that it got I mean, even before the event, I heard from a lot of people in WWE, uh, not only talent, but just a lot of people who were like, hey, we're excited for this thing. So uh, it was them, and then it was fans, and it was everybody. Of course, a lot of the people on the show, too, had those conversations. We were all excited. We uh, we didn't know exactly what to expect. We had an idea, and um, it was awesome. Yeah. And, uh, you know, before we got to you on this phone call, because I wanted to get, you know, a a take from somebody who was actually right there in the arena. But uh, I talked about how this event, I I, like you, didn't really know what to expect. Uh, I was brought into this uh, early on with Conrad. I got an email from him asking if I was interested. And I said, hell yeah. But I don't think we all realized uh, exactly what was going to happen. And I talked a lot about some of the events that ha- that happened. Um, there was this collision between old school and new school. And there was this, I, I think overall, the word I kept thinking about is the respect on uh, each side. These new uh, young bucks, <laughs> I think we could use that, uh, really uh, respecting the business and kind of Getting back to the old values of professional wrestling, I'm going to get too, uh, you know too deep, and I did. But um, let's get to the event itself. When you walked in there, and we know that uh, this was an incredible crowd—ten thousand people that sold out in less than a half an hour. 
But um, I know, Justin, you you like to get a feel when you go into an arena, and you did in all these years past. When you first stepped into that arena, how did it feel? Did it feel different, or what was the atmosphere? It did. It felt like uh, nothing I've ever done before. And really, I've done everything from yeah. house shows, Around the world, uh, Independence, WrestleMania. I mean, I've done everything in wrestling. So. When I walked into that arena, I mean, earlier in the day when I walked in, I just thought, wow, this is incredible. And I, I saw Cody right when I walked in, and I told him, this is this is amazing. This It's not a company that put this together. It's these guys, these individuals. It is truly independent. Mm-hmm. And these guys built this arena and built the house, built mm-hmm. the sold-out house. And... Um, that was amazing. Now, you have the 10,000-plus enter and walk down that uh, that entrance ramp, which was huge. And, uh, I mean, it was, it was huge. The entire set was huge. And um, the 10,000 people, they, you know, they were on their feet. And I got in the ring, and I, I wasn't sure going into this because I, I don't know how I'm going to be perceived. It's It's been a long time since I've been in front of a big wrestling crowd like that. Mm-hmm. And, um they were chanting my name and that was really, really cool. Um, yeah. like I, I didn't know how to show my appreciation, but, uh, man, that felt really good. I really appreciated that. And, um, that's how the night started. So I got uh-huh. in the ring and, um, was told before I went out there to have fun and to do what I do and do, you know, what I want to do, what, what's right to do. Um, yeah. it wasn't, Hey, hold back on this or hold back on that. It was go out there with no restraints and just do what you do. So uh, that's what I did. And I had fun doing it. I had fun watching the show. I had fun watching the crowd. And I had fun working. I had fun announcing. I've become a very big fan of all of those guys on the show. Uh, from Kenny to the Bucks to Marty to Cody. Just... Yeah. Everybody, Hangman Page, uh, then there's Joey Ryan, you've got Christopher Daniels, Frank Kazarian, Colt Cabana, guys who are so great and finally have this platform to show how great they are. And uh, it's like everybody got to go out there and shine. And so uh, every aspect was fun from watching them to introducing them. I mean, being able to announce Kenny Omega, who's one of my favorites, who I had just met the night before. It was cool to introduce him for the first time, and uh, it's not something I practice. It's not something that I can say, hmm, what if I hold this or say this? It's, whatever comes out live the first time, that's it. There's no thought put into it. It's what comes naturally. That's what I got. So uh, that's what I gave him, and uh, it was just fun, every <laughs> aspect. That's fun. great. Uh, I played an interview before of the uh, conversation I had. It was a real long one, but I had a chance to st- uh, speak with Nick Aldis and uh, the now former NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, uh, as uh, Cody Rhodes is uh, Cody Rhodes is now wearing that belt. But uh, Cody and and all these guys working together to put this together along with the Young Bucks. But part of the conversation we had, and I know you felt it last night, is this um, connection that these wrestlers have with their audience and understanding, like you just said, giving them what they want. Uh, 
Can you explain that from your point of view a little more for me? And man, when you think about it, it's like it's so easy. You have 10,000 people telling you exactly what they want by their live instant reaction. It's not like when you make TV shows or movies and you shoot something, then it comes out and, you know, people react. You get a live reaction to everything you do in wrestling. And so they know how to play off of that. They know what the crowd is going to like and what they're going to cheer and what they're going to boo. And uh, at the end of, what, five hours? It was five hours. It wasn't people going, oh, man, I need to go home. I'm tired. It was cheering, chanting, clapping, and standing there and not leaving. Wow. Uh, That's everything you need to know. Yeah. Well, there's some uh, some really great matches that um, were on this card, and one thing that I uh, you know I found really interesting that what Cody had said that, is that these guys aren't out there be- you know before the match somebody handing them a script and them saying okay this is what you have to do it this was all uh, between these guys and how they wanted these matches to go. Um, yep. What were what matches really stood out to you? I know that's a really tough question because there were there were some really good ones on this card, and I I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. But uh, did any really stand out? Can we you? talk about the matches that I didn't like? Because that would be much easier. Uh, yeah, I probably have a feeling where I know where you're going to start. <laughs> yep, you know exactly where I'm going to start. Yeah. There was nothing that I didn't like. Really? Nothing? I loved it. Yeah, I, I really did. I sat there and I loved the entire thing. I ate wow. it all up. I, yeah, I. There was okay. nothing worse. Uh, like, all right, but that. then I, I understand. I loved yeah. it. I loved everything because wow. I've been watching being the elite every week. I've been watching everything that they do. I've been watching Ring of Honor and New Japan, and I've been watching a lot of these guys who aren't on those shows who I just know from over the years and just to, again, be able to see everybody shine. I just, I, I liked it all. I liked it all. Well, and with that, because I don't want to keep you, I know you're driving you're, you're to meet with your family. And I'm uh, not trying to be politically correct either. I'm not. No, like, I know. I, no, I, believe me, you would tell yeah, me you would, if, if there was something to this. I, I walked away from that. Show. That's why I, I felt so passionate about it. It was like, I just think that it, they they went above and beyond to deliver something for everyone in a show that everybody would like. Mm-hmm. Well, and as we mentioned, there's been a shift. Uh, I don't know exactly what it's going to lead to. It really depends on what these guys do if they want to continue. This was not an easy event to put together. Uh, you know, total credit to the Young Bucks and, and uh, Cody and Conrad with Starcast. Uh, but. Where do you where do you see it going from from uh, what you've seen and and all of the wrestling you were a fan of uh, you know as a kid and now what these guys have done and what might happen from here? I would hope that the buzz and that the world talking about last night's show was uh, I mean just it was, everything was so positive. I would hope that the buzz spreads and gets everybody interested and gets people who may not have known about it because there's a lot of wrestling fans out there who don't know what's uh, out, out, out there that isn't WWE and I would hope that they say what's this buzz and they look into it and they start watching 
being the elite on YouTube. They start watching Ring of Honor and New Japan, and they get into it the same way that I did, because when I left WWE, I just thought, okay, I don't, I don't know what's out there for me. I, I love wrestling, but um, there's just... There's a lot of cool opportunities, and, and sometimes you think things are going to go one way there, and they don't, and it's hard sometimes to get behind the product because it, it isn't favorable to what you're hoping for. So when you have these guys who are great people, great wrestlers, great characters, great storylines, mm-hmm. and they're different. It, it's not it's not that same mentality and psychology. I mean, there's certain things you don't do in a battle Royal and those things were being done in the battle Royal. And there was nothing wrong <laughs> yeah. with that battle Royal. In huh? fact, it was the complete opposite. That battle Royal was amazing. And so many of those old school rules were broken. And it's like, we don't have to do what's always been around and the way it's always been done. It's okay to change with the times and uh, I hope people see that there's a different way to do things and they give it a shot and uh, more people get interested and there's just people waiting and drooling over the idea that something will be announced next. That's what I hope for. Yeah. And I, uh, this, I loved it because it kind of follows my rule of entertainment. People have always tried to tell me, you know, that there are these rules that you do. You don't do this when you do uh, put, you know, a television show together. You don't do this when you do a story or, and it, my, my feeling, and it has always been, I've always followed, there are no rules. It's what works, what's entertaining. That's all it is, is if you entertain me and I'll watch it. If you don't, I won't. And that's it's that's yep. kind of what their their uh, mantra is here. And what was the feeling backstage that uh, people don't get to see? Now, that was another thing. It just it had that big show feel, and I've been around a lot of big show feeling shows, yeah. and it didn't have the eggshells in the back. There was nothing. There was not like everybody was just cool. Everybody was supportive. Everybody was fun and this is it starts at the top and cody who was i mean it was cody and the bucks and they were running it and their attitude was just so positive and so laid back and so friendly and it's just when when you work like that everybody works together as a team nobody was yelling at anybody it was just it was such a comfortable atmosphere very welcoming atmosphere you go into catering and it was catered by cracker barrel (laughs) <laughs> it was awesome. There were protein bars in the locker room. I mean, and waters. It, it's just a simple thing. It's a simple thing that wrestlers who are on shows know. Like that's no, no, no. We need this for catering. We need this in the locker room. It should be like this. The show should start with this and end with this, and should contain these elements. And when those guys who are so knowledgeable, I mean. They're all students of the game. Cody, I used yeah. to walk into the WWE locker room. He'd already be in there, and he'd be watching his little DVD player with a WCW DVD or even a WWF DVD, whatever it was. Cody was just always watching DVDs. Now, yeah. When I was on the planes early on in my WWE career, that's what I used to do. I used to bring a DVD player and just watch old wrestling pay-per-views. Like all, all of us, we all are wrestling nerds. Yeah. We love wrestling. And so these guys running a show, knowing what wrestling fans want, that's just the atmosphere was, it was laid back. It was 
for a bunch of wrestling nerds. Yeah, and and uh, you could tell that uh, the theme through this, as I mentioned before, the respect that these guys have for the business. I'm I, I know a lot of that comes with Cody from the way he was raised and uh, being around his father and all these other uh, wrestlers, which we saw a lot that of this weekend. Dusty Rhodes. I mean, yeah, yeah, and I'm sure he was smiling last night, amazing. looking down. Oh, no doubt about it. Uh, I was so proud of him. I can't even imagine how yeah. proud Dusty would be. Uh, Justin, we saw these uh, different organizations coming together and, you know, before your time, they had the territories, but in some ways they have it in, in, in a sense, but you don't have these people controlling them. These guys are pretty much controlling their own destinies here, but you had the NWA, you know, and, uh, with Nick Aldis defending the, the, the championship and then ring of honor with Jay lethal. And then, uh, you know, these other elements, you know, he's got new Japan out there, uh, how do you, you know, do you think they can work together and do continue to do, you know, these super events or eventually there's going to be that, uh, okay, uh, parting of the ways or, or territories in a sense developing? I don't know. It's a really exciting time because for yeah, the it first is. time, I don't know. Yeah. I, I used to be able to explain to people in the know for wrestling and yeah. also people we're like, I don't know much about wrestling. Can you explain it to me? Sure, it's real simple. For the first time, it's not simple. Yeah. For the first time, there is an opportunity for a major change. And what that major change will be, I don't know. Yeah. Will think- Ring of Honor and New Japan end up teaming up? I mean, yeah. will New Japan cover Japan and Ring of Honor cover the state? I, I don't know. But what I do know is that there's a lot of incredible talent out there, talent that has been out there and may not have been known, talent that has been known to some people, but it's, it's never blown up. But right now, there is a chance that things are going to change for the better. I posted a video on my social media a couple of days ago. I was cutting a promo in 2015 at House of Hardcore, where I talked about the wrestling business is healthy on the surface and inside it's dying a slow death. Mm-hmm. And the way things were going, I just saw wrestling going downhill. And then all of a sudden, it took somebody like Cody Rhodes saying, I'm going to take a chance on myself. And he walked away. And he took a huge risk. And look what happened last night. And look yeah. where things are today. Yeah. And with him and the Bucks and... I mean, even I got to say Conrad Thompson, Conrad Thompson is a huge asset Mm -hmm. to this outside world. He is a smart, smart marketing man and a smart, smart wrestling fan. He is part of that team. He is, he is part of what made this weekend so big. He will play a huge part in something else. I don't want to say something because I did this weekend was incredible, but it's something else. So uh, I'm very excited for the first time in a long time to see what's next, because I know for me, it was okay. I'm moving on from wrestling. Unfortunately did everything there was to do. I'm going to go out with tool. I'm going to go out with, uh, the arm wrestling I've been doing the movie time that I'm doing. I'm announcing anything that pops up that sounds fun. And it's been fun. But the idea that I might yeah. be able to do more in wrestling, 
You know, if last night wasn't a one-time thing, I would love that. Well, uh, who knows where this is going to go, uh, but last night it looked like uh, a bunch of kids having a blast, and uh, and the fans uh, felt exactly the same way, uh, and we'll see. We'll see what happens, but Justin, thank you so much. I know uh, you're trying to get with the family. You don't get to do that too often these days, but thanks for taking time out, and um, we will catch up. Naughty Pizza, so I'm going to have some, uh, some one of my favorite restaurants here in Chicago, Rumel Naughty, going to eat some deep dish pizza, see some relatives for a quick minute and then uh head out to atlanta the uh old turner territory for arm wrestling oh busy man it's nice to hear it's awesome seeing you sean it was yeah. awesome working with you you are the man and uh thank you for bringing me on today you got it thank you and uh, we'll catch up down the road so uh, who knows where we're going but Good, look uh, forward to it. Will. all right brother thank you so much Well, there you have it from uh, an eyewitness to all of the uh, craziness, the excitement, uh, the great matches, uh, the feeling behind backstage, as uh, Justin put it. And I'll tell you, there is no bigger wrestling fan than Justin Roberts. He has been a wrestling fan since he was a very young child. Uh, To give you some idea of how insane he was as a, as a, a wrestling fan, when I told him about us doing the behind the themes show. And I just said, so would that be something that you think a lot of people would be interested in? And all he did was he sent me a picture. Uh, and the picture was of these cassettes that he made when he was young of themes, wrestling themes, but no, it just wasn't a tape where he had a bunch of the themes collected. No, each tape had its own individual title on it so for, it was macho man hulk uh you know demolition and, and I, I wish i should put it up because it is funny and he and that was pretty much all i needed to know but uh you could hear his take on what happened last night that he said it was just a, a tremendous atmosphere uh the crowd was in it from beginning to end and really uh it, the the their destiny, the, the, all these guys' destiny is in their hands now. They, For the first time in a long time, these guys can really decide uh, what they want to do with their careers. They can make a lot of money, and they don't necessarily have to be in the biggest organization in the world to do it. And uh, that can't be bad for anybody. For, I mean, I, and I mean for WWE, for these uh, independent organizations, uh, for them all, it, it cannot not possibly be bad for anybody because it's just going to improve the product and it's going to give people what they want and it's just going to uh, get bigger and bigger. Uh, where it goes from here, we don't know. But I'll tell you, after last night, I felt really good about what's happening in this industry. And a uh, quick side note here, um, they had, uh, you know, uh, I had a chance when before uh, the event took place, I went over, I was at the Hotel Bar because I had to get something to eat. There was one place to get something to eat. And uh, I don't have to ever go back there. I went through the menu, basically. But I went in there, and uh, Sergeant Slaughter was in there having a hamburger. Um, and he was there, you know, signing autographs as well to, uh, for the event. And um, I had a chance to, to sit down with him and talk to him for about an hour. You know, and I've been trying to get him to do the podcast. I'm done. I don't, you know, and he's just crazy busy. But uh, he is going to. We've... Uh, Set, uh, set a time when it, uh, that we're going to do it. and uh, But I have to tell you that some of the really, we had an gr- un- 
unbelievable conversation. And I made a few notes, and I'm glad I did because uh, this is stuff you can look forward to him talking about. But um, one of the things with the conversation we had, because I mentioned how uh, I, I'm so impressed by these guys and, and then their business acumen that uh, people like the Young Bucks and Cody uh, and uh, Marty Skrull, uh, Skrull and um, you know Nick are, are they're they're making a ton of money from their merchandise and they're doing it all on their own. A lot of it's organic through social media. Uh, you know, and, and, but they've got these in stores now and, um, what person they, they have to thank uh, for along the way was Sergeant Slaughter. And I don't know if many of you know this, but he was one of the first superstars who got paid for his merchandise. And, uh, this was about the time when, when Hulk was just getting very big. And, um, but he said, for some reason, he said, I don't know, it was somebody suggested it to me. I had a friend who was a lawyer and said, you know, you ought to trademark your name, Sergeant Slaughter. Trademark it. And he's, all right, what the hell? And he did. And uh, when he started, you know, being approached by some of these, uh, you know, of course, the, the WWF at the time was doing merchandise, but also he'd been approached by Hasbro and had done all these, uh, you know, the G.I. Joe stuff and everything. And uh, it, it, he was one of the first, as you mentioned, to bring lawyers into this whole mix. And as, can you, as you can imagine, that did not go over well with Vince McMahon. But Sarge was in a position then that he had, he had some leverage and uh, he had some juice and it worked. So he set the stage for this. And I don't know, I, you know, I don't know the history well enough to know how these coincided with Hulk because Hulk started getting... Uh, a lot of money for his merchandise and and my, uh, Randy Savage also as well. But uh, Sergeant Slaughter was really a trailblazer in that sense and and put his career on the line uh, to to make that happen with his merchandise. Um, some of the other great stories he was telling me that uh, uh, he talked about um, uh, living in Connecticut and uh, <laughs> having a few encounters with Paul Newman, the actor. Because they all lived up in that area, and just some hilarious stuff that he talked about with that, uh, some road stories, and also uh, he he told me that he's really pleased with what he's seeing with uh, with this uh, independent wrestling and what's happening with it, and uh, kind of going back to the days where, uh, well, you know, certainly these guys who owned the territories, in effect. Uh, basically told them what to do. Uh, they had to approve their gimmicks, but creatively these guys were pretty much on their own because they didn't have a staff of writers or anything like that. So anyway, uh, I'm going to wrap this up, but I, I tell you, it was just, I had no idea, as I mentioned at the top of this going in, what the experience was going to be like. Uh, I'm telling you, I, that's like I said, I had to talk about it today because it was a tremendous experience and the fans that uh, approached me and the, they, we did some uh, the mock interviews where we had this background from the old Saturday Night Main Event um, set that they had up. And we got to do these mock interviews. They were a blast uh, hanging with these people. And you know, some of these guys really worked on their cutting their promos and they had their gimmick and who they were going to go up against. And it was, it was just a blast. And, uh, of course, I mentioned the live show with uh, Jim Johnston. Uh, behind the themes, who knows? We may take that on the road. Maybe that's going to be a version of uh, a live show for prime time with Sean Mooney. That you know, I've been talking to Conrad. 
I said, come on, let's do something. So who knows? Um, but it was a, a great experience. And as I said, who, I don't know what's going to happen from this point on, but I'll tell you, there was a major shift. You may have felt it last night, the big jolt, uh, because uh, this business is changing. And uh, we've got some great personalities, some great people behind it. So uh, keep watching it. As I mentioned, Marty Skrull, uh, Skrull is going to be uh, our guest this week. I just heard from him. I'm just trying to lock down a time. But uh, we, we talked for a long time when, when I was back there. And uh, just trying to get a time, but we're gonna we're, we're gonna do it because uh, I want to hear more about this and get his take on what's happening, because uh, he is one of these guys that uh, you know organically has grown into a superstar, and you know a lot of people are taking notice. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, of course, you know you can get in touch with me. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for all the great Twitter comments and our Instagram, and folks going to uh, our YouTube channel. A lot of this material, and I, I, I shot some stuff there. I got a bunch of pictures. We're putting them all up. Uh, the videos are, are going to be on the YouTube channel. Uh, also, go to Facebook, our Facebook page, uh, with a lot of the pictures from the weekend that I took. And, uh, you know, uh, this interview, like I did with Nick Aldis, we'll put that up on YouTube. Also, the conversation I had with, with Justin right after it dropped, this uh, uh, episode drops on Wednesday. We'll put that all up on there. I'll talk to the guys about when they want to do it, but stay tuned for that. But again, you can get in touch with me uh, via email, primetimemooney at gmail.com. That's primetimemooney at gmail.com. Of course, Twitter and Instagram at primetimemooney. And of course, as I mentioned, you know, the YouTube channel, Primetime with Sean Mooney. Uh, great episode coming up this Wednesday. I promise you that. It's going to be another awesome conversation. So, for Primetime, I'm Sean Mooney, and I am out. <laughs>